You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? It's Moose, Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is how you win a ball game. The Cardinals beating the Dodgers 7-2 tonight uh, behind some, well, mostly inspired baseball. There was a couple little hiccups we're going to talk about. Uh, But other than that, everything looked really, really good tonight. Marcelo Zuna really redeeming himself after that meme-worthy fall off the wall last night. All right, before we get into it, be sure to listen to us on the brand-new Himalaya Podcast app. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, wherever you are listening to us, if it gives you the option, please rate and review the show. I love hearing from you. Uh, good, bad, in between, and different. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that most of it is good. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, number one, we're going to get into this game between the Dodgers and St. Louis. Lots happened. A lot of good things happened. Jack Flaherty, a real bright spot. Marcelo Zuna. Oh, my goodness. He uh, he really, really turned it on this time. Uh, also, Matt Carpenter sticking around with the Cardinals for the long term. Yeah, by long term, uh, the word going around was that his extension was designed to keep him a Cardinal for the rest of his career. If that's the case then uh, we, we got a pretty good little timetable on him. Now, I don't know if it'll be the rest of his career, but we'll, we'll get into that in our second segment. So, first up, Dodgers-Cardinals, Game 3. Cardinals win a score of 7-2. And by my count, is that four straight games? I believe it is. The Cardinals out hit the Dodgers, uh, 10 hits to their 5. Jack Flaherty mm. threw 99 pitches, 69 of which for strikes. Struck out eight Dodgers. Pitched a season-high six innings. This is the kind of start you've got to have from a guy like Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty, in my opinion, is going to be the future ace of this club. Because when he's on, when he's throwing that nastiness that he's got, there isn't anybody out there right now, I believe, that's going to hit him well. Jack Peterson uh, got the only run for the Dodgers off of Flaherty. Uh, with a home run in the fourth, or excuse me, the sixth inning, uh, solo home run there. So, yeah, that's going to happen from time to time. But Flaherty looked sharp. Michaelis, after that first rough inning the other night, looked sharp. Wainwright looked sharp. This is the kind of starts that you're going to have. So, uh, really pumped for that, Jack Flaherty. Uh, looking, uh, looking good. Looking good. Paul DeYoung. Three hits on the game tonight. His hitting streak now at 11 games, currently the longest active streak in the National League. Uh, Yadier Molina, he hit his 147th career home run. He moves past Eno Slaughter for sole possession of 13th place in Cardinals history. Dexter Fla- Flower. Yeah, Dexter Flower. No, Dexter Fowler, if I can learn how to talk tonight, uh, recorded his first RBI of the season. Now, get this. Here's something interesting. The last time he got an RBI, August 3rd of last year when uh, the Cardinals were taking on Pittsburgh. 
Uh, Paul Goldschmidt scored a run in four straight games. What else we got? Mike Myers struck out both batters face tonight. Not allowed a run in his last four appearances. And uh, Mars, Marcelo Zuna hit his 16th home run uh, over the past two seasons as a Cardinal and uh, at Bush Stadium, and he's moved over that period and has three home runs over his last five games. In fact, uh, Yadi, Ar- Mar- Yadi and Marcel both going yard with a couple of two-run home runs. Uh, Yadi hit his off of uh, Quinta Maeda and uh, Marcelo Zuna. I want to have the same problem that Mike Shannon and uh, John Rooney had. Is it JT Chargois? Is that it? I'm not going to go through the whole French thing and can you pinch, senor? But uh, Marcel hit a home run off of him. Pretty good game overall. Marcel, uh, he was just just on it tonight. You know, on the offense side, uh, I know he he hit a couple of home runs. Uh, what else? What else did he have going on? Wait, was it how many home runs was it? Was it just one home run? I don't. I was here's the deal with the game tonight. I was back and forth, with my son rocking him. So all I heard was a crowd cheering, and then uh, John Rooney or Mike Shannon kind of going nuts. Either way, I know Marcel was at the center of a lot of action, and uh, you know you got to really hand it to him. Turning on the burners, getting the offense going, especially after what happened to him in yesterday's game. He could have let that get inside his head, and he could have continued down that path. But no, he uh, he did pretty good. Pretty good tonight. So uh, Marcel, in my opinion, uh, if it wasn't for Jack Flaherty, Ozuna would be the player of the game for me. Now, the one thing I did see, and I've noticed a kind of a trend over the last few games, some of the Cardinals' base running is a bit atrocious. How many times now was it? It's at least three times over the last week a Cardinal has gotten caught in a pickle between first and second base when they're trying to stretch a single into a double instead of playing it safe. For instance, uh, tonight, I believe it was, was it Bader? Fowler did it. Bader did it. I believe Ozuna's done it too. Ah, Man, I really need to go back and watch that. I know it's been at least three Cardinals who have done that. Getting caught in that kind of pickle instead of staying at first. And I know you're hungry and I know you want to get there and you want to try to uh, get as many runs on the board as you can. I applaud you for that. But please learn how to run the bases. You know, it's okay to get a single. Don't get greedy. When you get greedy... You get thrown out almost every single time. Ugh. Makes me makes makes me a little irritated, but I can look past that because tonight the Cardinals were playing like they wanted. They they played like they were tired of the fans thinking they didn't have it. Uh, Dexter Fowler in particular made some pretty good defensive plays. Uh he's doing better. And I'm rooting for the guy. I hope, I hope he can turn it around. I really do, because even though I wanted Bryce Harper to come to St. Louis, I am getting kind of tired of the tweets saying, okay, well, here's what Bryce did tonight versus here's what Dexter Fowler did. Okay, here's the deal. Bryce, we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea why the Cardinals front office didn't engage further with Bryce Harper. We can speculate. We can hear the beat writers say that their sources have said whatever it might be, whether it's price terms, 
They didn't want him to be the face of the franchise, whatever the case might be. Maybe he wasn't the right kind of Cardinal. We don't know. But the fact is, he's not on the Cardinals now, and we really need to try to support the guys who are there. Did I want somebody to replace Fowler? Yes. If he continues to do poorly, do I want someone to get traded to bring him in? Yes. But right now, that's not going to happen. So let's root for him. Because when the fans get behind him, when the fans get behind a player, they tend to do better, right? At least they get that, that positive upshot of them saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go out and try. And that's what you saw tonight. They went out and they tried. The bullpen was fantastic. Um, Flaherty, fantastic. The starting pitching has been good. Ozuna's catching fire. Paul DeYoung is catching on. You just wait till Paul Goldschmidt figures it out, and he's going to. He's seeing the ball super good. It's only a matter of time before that starts flying off his bat, too. Now, if you got all four of those guys going at the top of the lineup, done. Best top of the lineup there is in baseball. This was Cardinals baseball tonight. This is what Cardinals baseball should look like all season. Is it going to? Probably not. But if we can get that more times than not, we're going to be in a good position to make a run at the postseason. The Cardinals right now, at minimum, have now taken three or four from the Dodgers, one of the powerhouses of the National League. The, the team that was in the last two World Series representing the National League, the Cardinals just took at least three out of four of them. We might be getting out the brooms tomorrow. There's no reason to think they can't. This team, this is the team you're wanting to see. Just a couple of players away from catching on, from making this team as good as any other team in the league. I'm telling you right now. When Paul Goldschmidt figures it out, yeah. It's going to be done, and he's going to figure it out. Bader playing that defense, this team is solid. Hit me up on Twitter, uh, at LockedOnSTL. Be sure to listen to us in the brand-new Himalaya podcasting app. Beautiful UI, curated playlist. It's the way you want to go. We're going to be talking the Matt Carpenter extension coming up next right here on Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Moose Michaels. Don't you go anywhere. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you got to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Now, listen, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB, just pay $5 shipping and handling. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. That promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, one thing I'm seeing a lot of on, twi- on Twitter and the Twitterverse... Matt Carpenter is one of the most overrated players ever. Why are you seeing Matt Carpenter? It's getting in the way of Nolan Gorman. 
He's playing at a, is he, what is he, a low A ball right now? Amazing player, by the way. One of the best prospects in the Cardinals uh, system. However, not ready yet. So earlier today, hashtag STL cards, hashtag time to fly. The Cardinals Twitter community absolutely just, just anticipating an extension for Jack Flaherty, anticipating Mo bringing out Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keuchel, extending, I don't know, anybody but Matt Carpenter. So when it came out that it was Matt Carpenter, open up the floodgates of hate. And that's exactly what happened. I, I really saw a, a guy that said he's a Cardinals fan, and I guess you could be a fan without having to uh, like Matt Carpenter. It's entirely possible. I don't know why you would, but it's entirely possible. Saying he's the most overrated player ever, and now they're blocking prospects. Here's the deal. Matt Carpenter is an all-star. 36, 37 bombs, whatever it was last year. He signed a two-year extension. Two years. You think Nolan Gorman's going to be up at the end of this year? I don't think so. He's also got a vesting option, Carpenter, that is, for uh, 2022. Now, of course, uh, typically with Cardinals, uh, there's no financial parts of it that were uh, disclosed, but I know it's a little less than $20 million a year. Bill DeWitt Jr. during the press conference said, Matt has been a consistent contributor to our team since his rookie season. He's worked hard to become one of the best players in the game today. We are pleased to have Matt under contract along with many of our other core players for the next several years. Of course, Carpenter drafted in the 13th round uh, of the draft, 399th overall in 2009 out of Texas Christian University. And he's one of the most incredible leadoff hit- hitters in Cardinals history. Yeah. The guy, and I, I don't know why he can't hit third. I don't know why he can't hit anywhere but leadoff. But when he's leading off, boy, howdy, you better watch out. I think this is a good deal. Carpenter is a solid third baseman. And for the people out there that's saying he's better at first base and that you don't need Carpenter and you're better off letting him go, and now that you got Goldschmidt, they don't need to talk about. By every measurable statistic, Carpenter is a better third baseman than he is a first baseman. First base, a lot of people think it's, okay, it's where we're going to stick the slugger, not that hard to do. You could not be more wrong at all. First base, I played it in the men's league where I live here in Tennessee. It's really stinking hard. I'm not saying it's the hardest position on the field. By no means is it. But it ain't easy. None of the positions are easy. First base especially. So saying Carpenter is a better first baseman than a third baseman, it's statistically untrue. And looking at his arm strength this year, he's going to be fine at third base. But here's the plus side. It's going to give Nolan Gorman a couple of more years this season in the minor leagues. He probably is the future third baseman of the Cardinals. And if the rumors are to be believed, the DH is coming. So it's a win-win. Let's say the DH comes, okay, Nolan's ready next year. I don't know that the DH is coming next year. But let's just say it does. 
Okay, you played Nolan at third, and Carp can be your leadoff hitting designated hitter. <laughs> or if, he, if Goldschmidt needs a rest, stick him at first, and Goldie can DH. I don't know. Point is, this isn't a bad deal at all. And why people are so up at arms and so upset about Matt Carpenter is beyond me. The guy hustles. I would make the argument that he's kind of the heart of the team. And for all everyone out there saying, oh, it's Yachty. Yachty." Okay, yeah, Yachty is the heart of the team. But to make an analogy, Matt Carpenter is the Yachty to Yachty's Albert Pujols. Because when Pujols was on the team and Yachty was there, it's not that people hated Yachty. It's not that people called Yachty overrated. But you really just didn't pay attention to him because of Pujols, right? That's kind of what's going on with Matt Carpenter. He flies under the radar. He's not overrated. Matt Carpenter is underrated. I'm not saying he's one of the best third basemen in the game. He's one of the best leadoff hitters in the game. And to boot, he's not so bad at third base either. It could be a lot worse. A lot worse. Imagine if we had a a Dexter Fowler type at third base. Based off last year. Okay, you might have some legs to stand on the end. You don't have any right now. Matt Carpenter, uh, and here's the thing. This, this contract, uh, according to what I've seen some online, is supposed to make Carpenter a cardinal for the rest of his career. And that's interesting. Let's say he does the vesting option. I think that's based on how many games he plays in the first two years. That means, let's just say... In three years, Carpenter might be done. He's 33 right now. He's going to be 34, so he'll be 37 at the end of the deal if he hits the vesting option. Is he going to hang up? I don't know. But that's apparently what this deal is designed to do. Now, if they said, okay, we've signed Matt Carpenter to another eight-year deal, taking him all the way to his age 41 season. No, you don't want to be doing that. You know, you might do that with Yachty because of what Yachty's meant to the organization since he came up. And that's crazy to me. He came up back in 2004. Of course, Wayne, what he came up in 06, was a closer during that World Series run. This is the kind of player that you need. You got young guys coming up. You got Flaherty. You got Nolan Gorman waiting in the wings, right? You got Bader. You got Wong. You got the young. Of course, some of these guys have been on the team a little bit, but you need a guy like Carp, Goldschmidt, Wayne, Yachty. Those guys to help solidify that next young core. It's like I mentioned a few episodes ago. We're in the transition phase. 2011, after that, was a transition to this next phase of the Cardinals. When you still had Matt Holliday with Lance Berkman, Carlos Beltran, that was all transitional until we got to this phase we're in now. And now we're in the next phase. Yachty and Wayno are in the twilight of their career. Goldschmidt was brought in to help lead in this next generation, And now they've extended Carpenter to help do that too. This was a good move for the Cardinals. A good extension and a good reward for Carpenter's hard work. You don't agree with me? That's okay. Somebody has to be wrong. It might as well be you. That's all I'm saying. We got to wrap it up for uh, today's episode. And i tell you what. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday. I'll be seeing you on Friday morning. And uh, next week, I think we're going to try to take some phone calls at some point. And uh, we might even try to do a live episode. So I'll be listening out for that. Listen to us in the brand-new Himalaya podcasting app, 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. And until next time, you drink a brewski for the mooski, because I'm out.